It felt yeah. awful. I didn't know it felt awful though until I started implementing Profit First. What's that? There's a saying is like, once you get out of your comfort zone, you'll quickly realize that you weren't that comfortable. Huh. That is a good saying. If you're a real estate investor who's sick and tired of living deal to deal, then welcome home. Hear from everyday real estate investors just like you and discover how they've completely transformed their business by taking a profit-first approach. This is the Profit First for REI podcast, where we believe revenue is vanity, profit is sanity. It's time to start making profit a habit in your business. So here's your host, David Richter. Today, we have the Matt Terrio of Epic Real Estate Investing, and he is going to talk about his profit-first journey, and I believe you're going to fall into a lot of the categories he talks about and how he relates with the core message, because he was living deal to deal, feeling like he's paying everyone else, feeling like where the heck is all the money, You know, starting to make the deals happen, but then where's the money going? He also was, <laughs> he's felt depressed to the verge of tears, to shutting down his business, to feeling like he wanted to retire at one point, but then had to get back into it. There's just been so many things that have gone on his life. And then he tells about how he implements Profit First. And this is something that anyone that is listening on this call can do. Whether you're at one deal or 10,000 deals, he gives his simple steps of what he did. And I absolutely love it to give you hope. He also talks about his SWAN accounts. If you've never heard of that, I really like that terminology. So listen out for that, what that means for him specifically, and then listen to where he is now and what that the Profit First accounts have provided for him. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this message brings you hope and it also helps you along your journey. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, everyone. I have my good friend, Matt Terrio here. He has become a really good friend over the years. I'm really excited to have him. We're going to jump into it because I just gave you that big, long introduction. So, Matt, thanks for being on the show again today. Thanks, David. I appreciate you having me again. Man, Matt has been such a just a, a proponent of Profit First for real estate mm-hmm. investing. I remember calling up Matt and saying, hey, I'm thinking about writing this book. He's like, yes, do it. Then when the book was out, where can I purchase it? Where can I send people to it? Then he did that. Then like he's had me out to speak to his events. Like Matt's a very good friend, but not just that. He also believes in the message, in the mission, and he's implemented it. So that's why he's on here today. And that's what we really want to dive into. But Matt, why don't you just tell people a little bit, just give them a brief high-level overview of what you got going on today so they have some frame of reference of who you are. Sure. Um, Gosh, how far back? I'm going to do it really fast. (laughs) When I got out of the the Marine Corps, I was in the music business for 14, 15 years. Then Napster came along and turned that whole industry upside down. So at the age of 34, I had to kind of reinvent myself. And I did that through real estate. I was an agent for a few years and then became a real estate investor and, you know, you could imagine when you have this rise and fall type thing and then rise again, it attracts a lot of attention from the people that know you and, and like you. So friends and family were saying, can I you show me how, show me what you did. And so I just kind of recognized that, okay, there's a demand for this type of information. And someone said, yeah, you should teach, you should consult. And so now we educate as well. I'm still a full-time real estate investor. We flip probably 15 houses a month through our, our turnkey operation and we probably add a rental to our portfolio every month. Awesome. And 
I don't know if I'm allowed to share this, so we'll edit this out if I'm not allowed to share this, but Matt does something cool. He actually does deals on the phone with the people that he's coaching, Mm -hmm. which I Mm -hmm. think is some of the best type of coaching because it's not just telling you what to do. He lets you see when he fails and when he succeeds and like Mm -hmm. how people go through that because I think that's probably the one thing that keeps people from being successful in real estate is getting on the phone. And Matt does that. So Matt does Mm -hmm. that with all of his students and it's really cool and just if you want to see that get into Matt's world into epic real estate and everything that he's got going on there so here we go but Matt I want to just dive into this what got Mm -hmm. you excited about the profit first message originally um well if you read the I've known the title of the book for a while yeah and I just kind of like okay yeah just take your money first I get it all right book's over (laughs) like I didn't really feel like I needed (laughs) to read it is how I really felt about it yeah like great concept. I like it, but never really dove in. Yeah. And then there was someone that I really um, respect and trusted and said, this is an amazing book and it's absolutely essential. Every entrepreneur reads it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I'll go ahead and, and do it then. So I got the audio book. I was driving from Los Angeles to, um, excuse me. I was on the way home from Christmas at my mom's house in Oregon and down to LA. So I was like a nine hour, 10 hour drive. So I put the book in, and loved the author. I mean, it was one of the best audio books read by an author that I think I've ever listened to. It was very entertaining. He's really funny. And, and, but I just really related with everything mm. because I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. I've had big bank accounts and I've had big balances, both in the music business and as real, in real estate. But it constantly, like every dime manages to find its way back into the business and there's nothing left over. And so like, I'm just like, okay, I'm just buying assets, buying assets. At some point there will be something left over. And here you are, you know, 30 years as an entrepreneur, it's like there's still nothing left over. <laughs> so uh, he just had this idea. He suggested um, Mike McCallowitz, um suggested that, uh, you know, you just automate everything. And so I don't, I, I will admit, I don't do it exactly as how he recommended it as far as breaking down the percentages and everything like that. I was just like, oh, that's too complicated. So what I did is I was just able to find a few different types of bank accounts, some online, some offline to where you can automate your deposits. You can automate those withdrawals. And I just started with really small amounts because I said, you know, just start with a little bit and keep working your way up till you, till you actually start to feel it. So I just started like 50 bucks a week. Like it was just really small and it was like, okay, a few weeks went by and I didn't even know the 50 bucks was missing. And so we went up to a hundred bucks and then the 300 bucks and 500 bucks. And I don't know where we're at now, but we're probably like 500 bucks in like across five or six different accounts. And I still don't feel it. And it's amazing how fast it adds up those small little amounts. And so it's at a point where like I, I got, I know I always got my taxes covered Right. I know I've got my my personal fund money covered. I got vacation money covered. I got um, the operations of the business covered. And, uh, you know, I've got the the retirement thing covered. And it's just like it's remarkable. And how it's I wish I would have done that started 20 years ago. Right. Hear that all the time. Wish we started earlier. That's why you have to get this message out now for (laughs) people, you know, starting their entrepreneurial journey or wherever they are. But that I like how you said that. You didn't start at how, you know, like Mike says in the book with all the different accounts or all the different percentages, but you start where you could. Mm -hmm. And 
I think that's the real point of the book is it's so simple, right? Just don't yeah. spend everything you're making. Like don't, mm-hmm. like you even said, you put every do- dime, it finds its way back into the business. Yep. And I think that's why it relates with so many people. So I guess, let me ask you this then, before you started doing that, how did you feel about your business or like, what did the business look like before you were just socking away a little bit of money? Um, is work, right? <laughs> yeah. I spoke to be the, the financially free guy. And, you know, I could always, I always know that I could shut down the business and live personally off my income property. Yeah. But when you run in a business, I mean, that overhead gets, you know, gets up there and it's significant. You got payroll and stuff like that. So I was always working towards, you know, meeting payroll and making sure the bills were paid and making sure the ad budget was paid so we could relaunch and do it all again next month. And it felt a little bit like a hamster wheel, you know, and the, uh, I mean, that's what it looked like then in was that the answer to your question? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just wondered how it felt back it then. It felt so. awful. It felt yeah. awful. I didn't know it felt awful though until I started implementing Profit First. Okay. And you know what I mean? Like I yeah. didn't realize – what's that, there, that saying? Is like once you get out of your comfort zone, you'll quickly realize that you weren't that comfortable. Huh. That is a good saying. Yep. And uh, I think that's kind of what it was. It was like – Go ahead and, and delegating or designating s- certain amounts of money automatically was a little bit out of my comfort zone. Cause I was like, Ooh, I might need that. I might need it. And then, uh, once I realized that I didn't need it, it was like, Oh, wow, this is much more comfortable out here than it was, you know, grinding. Right. So I, I guess before that too, cause you were grinding and stuff. Did you ever feel like you needed, you wanted to throw in the towel with a company and like say, yeah, mm-hmm. just, you know, hang it all. I'll, I will go retire with all my properties and yeah. not have this overhead. There, there, there have been moments. I mean, I, I don't know if, if, if every other entrepreneur can relate, but you know, still like you get pretty depressed to the, on the verge of tears a couple times a year. Like it yeah. gets tough when you're carrying that much responsibility and you're, you've got employees and you're looking at their livelihoods and you're thinking about them more than you're thinking about yourself. But then you're thinking about yourself and you're like, Oh my goodness, who's going to come first. And there's many times on, you know, Sunday evenings, I'm like, I wish I could just go to a job tomorrow. <laughs> let, <laughs> let somebody else worry about all of this stuff. So I've certainly had those moments and, and multiple times over the years. Okay. Well then how did this, did this help at all with that? Did it ease that burden a little bit of thinking about everyone else and thinking like, Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's Sunday night. I have to go mm-hmm. in tomorrow. I wish it was somewhere else. So right. did that help no, at all with that, that process? A hundred percent. And I would say even more so now that we're experiencing, you know, a, a shift, that's the big operative word these days, a shift in the market, a shift in the economy yeah. and having started profit first, you know, it's that probably four, four or five years ago, like, you know, it's, it's a little tight and a little bit concerned, but I know I'm going to be okay. Personally, I know everything is covered and I'm, and I'm, and I'll be fine. Like my son is not going to go without dinner. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so that's a very comforting feeling. And if I hadn't done that, I don't know what it would be feeling like right now. I might be a little bit, a uh, little bit worried. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I, We could probably look at examples of people in the other economies, you know, that have when a recession is coming. That's like the people that might have been our friends, too. I had friends in 2008 and 9. I'm sure I have friends in this, you know, Mm -hmm. in a downturn, whatever that's happening now for different people across the nation, you know, like getting out of real estate. 
So I feel like that's where a lot of people are going to end up. Hopefully they don't have to go back to a job or they don't have to do this, but, mm-hmm. or that, or the other thing, or hopefully they can eat dinner. But I, yeah, I totally resonate with what you're saying. And I think it's very applicable to everyone who's listening because if you're listening to this too, Matt had set up just to be able to have some money going into other accounts that he wasn't touching. That was for him, for him personally. And if you, if you just do that part, like, can yeah. we give you the hope to just do that? There's some people that come on here and they've got like the whole system down and they love it. And it's like change your life completely. And Matt has set up the, for those first parts and it has helped him be comfortable mm-hmm. with his personal finances and helping him know that he'll be okay and his son will be okay. So hopefully if you're listening now, that gives you hope that even if you aren't implementing it to its fullest extent, are you just not spending every dime that you're making and that you're actually making sure that you're going to be okay? Yeah. Well, now this has been good. I've, whenever we can give people hope like that, you know, that's what I like giving on this show is making sure people know wherever they are, um, that they can, they can go through those. I guess then, have there been times too? I, obviously, there's been times when you're like, oh, I wish I could go to a nine to five or or anything like that. But have there been times in your career where you know that um, <laughs> that you have wanted to shut it down and then be able to just say, hey, you know, like I will, I will take the money and and just wanted to, you know, live off what I do have. Have there been times like that where you've seriously considered it? Well, I actually did it once. Oh wow. Yes. Okay. Tell I, about I, that I, experience. <laughs> <laughs> I did it once and I was just like, okay, um, I'm good. I don't need to be a billionaire. Um, I can, I can survive and my family will be fine. Okay. And that lasted for about 40 days, 45 days. <laughs> Cause I mean, you can only watch so many movies. You can only yeah. go to the gym so often. You can only go to the driving range so often, you know, the happy hour starts like, oh, maybe I'm having a little bit too much every night. <laughs> and, and But that's what you do when you don't have yeah. anything else to do. And so I, I just decided I, I need to, and I was just start thinking about new ideas and wanted new things. So now I'm like kind of, well, maybe I don't need to retire. Maybe I just keep on going on doing what I'm doing because it, it's, it's fulfilling and I, and I enjoy it. So that's where I'm at now. So I've seen other people do that as well. Then I just, I feel like they are exactly in your scenario. They do it, but then they're like, I want to jump back in because that's just who they are. You, like you said, you want to make that impact. You've, you, you've got the ideas floating around in your head. So what what do you think is a part of an investor or a part of an entrepreneur that makes them like that, that, hey, even if I could retire, I won't? You know, I, I, it could be an entrepreneur. It could be everybody because I, yeah. I think – there, there's an expression and and I didn't really quite understand this until it was, was me where like, if you're not growing, you're shrinking. Okay. Right. And so if you're not constantly trying to improve yourself and better yourself, then you're going the opposite direction. And that gets very uncomfortable very quickly. And you, right. you get fidgety, you get restless. Um, you just start, you know, you have to go do something and, so I, I don't know if that's a, an entrepreneur thing or just a humanity thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, No, that's really good because I've heard those statements. It's, you know, choose your hard, you know, like, do you want to, if you are in this scenario, choose your comfortable. Do you want mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable, you know, going up or do you want to be uncomfortable going down ah, you know, you shrinking? So now no, mm-hmm. that's real good. I like that because if you're not growing, you're shrinking. And I think you're right. I think it is more a human thing, but I think 
maybe entrepreneurs are more, would you say that they're more in tune with that because they've had to scrap for it? They've had to fight for it before and they kind of can see. Yeah. It yeah. The, 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 I think there's uh, definitely more of an urgency and yeah. survival is attached to it yeah. more so than maybe an employee. But yeah. yeah. No, that, makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Well then as far as the whole profit first solution and what you're doing now, like has it ever helped you cover a period of time when, you know, things weren't going the best in the business and that you've had to be able to rely on what you've had as those reserves? Uh, Knock on wood, nothing yet. Awesome. Going through a difficult time, but I have been able to tap into it and go ahead and see some opportunities that I might not have otherwise been able to. Yeah. Just because I had it. I love that. Options, right? Gives you options. Gives you Mm -hmm. options to do those different things. Then you've got... You've got a little guy. You've got your. You've got uh, Mercedes as well too, which is an awesome. I mean, if for nothing else, if you don't like Matt, you're gonna love Mercedes. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. Like they're they're Everyone such a great team together. <laughs> <laughs> she is amazing, and they're a great team out there. Have you? Would you say that this has helped both of you as well too? Like I don't know, be on the same page or like helping you with making sure that there's money for you and for Mateo for like for you know for, for your sure. family. Um, there's a guy, uh, a friend of mine. Chris Crone. I don't know if you know him, David. Yeah. Yep. Um, but he has this thing that like you should always have your Swan account, your your sleep well at night mm, account. Nice. And we have a bunch of those now because of Profit First. So we sleep well, and so that's taken a lot of pressure Man, off. Of I'm writing that down. Sure. Swan account, sleep mm-hmm. well at night. I really like that because that's that's really what most entrepreneurs want. <laughs> they just want to yes. sleep well at night. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, would you say you fall into the category of entrepreneurs who like the financial side of the business or don't really care about looking at the financial side of the business? I would say I don't look at them as much as I should. Um, Mercedes is a little bit more in tune with the finances. I'm a little bit more in, involved with the operations and, and the, the vision of the business. Yeah. And so... Um, I'm probably not so concerned about money as as most entrepreneurs, I guess. (laughs) No, I get it because that's where a lot of people come from. Usually they don't have a system though to catch the money that's (laughs) fallen out of their their company. So would you say having a system like like a Profit First or the Sweet Well at Night accounts, those Swan accounts, I love that. Having those accounts set up make you not as nervous about the finances and knowing, you know, like not having to check on it as much. You've got good people around you and maybe For you're sure. meeting once a month or, you know, looking at it when you can. But what do you, sure. would you say that helped you in that aspect as well? Yeah, because the way that I have it set up where it's all like all my income comes into one account. Yeah. And then each week it gets like portions get extracted and go to their different accounts. So I don't even pay attention to that. So I'm really only focused on one account, like on a day-to-day basis and keeping the business running. Yeah. And so it's, it's easier to be focused on that. Even when it gets low, it's like, okay, what I got to do now? Um, I got to generate here, generate there, cut some expenses over there, but I'm not thinking about like my life crumbling down. I'm not thinking about, (laughs) you know, losing stuff and not being able to pay mortgages and stuff like that. So that's been very, uh, it's been very beneficial in that regard. Okay. No, that's, that's really good stuff because that's where I think a lot of people are like, they only have one account, but they don't have those swan accounts or the profit first accounts to be able to keep them afloat. 
and they're still looking at that account. If it's low, they start sweating bullets. Sounds like when you're <laughs> sounds like when you're getting low, you're asking yourself better questions like how can I bring more in? But it's not to it's not survival mode at that point for you, correct. for yourself personally. Would yeah. you say that's correct? And that's yeah, it, it's not panic like. mode. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's um we're we're good. Like I've got a like I got a, a new zero. You know what I mean? Like right. Yeah. 20 years ago, zero meant zero. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and now my zero doesn't necessarily mean zero. So yeah, it's, it's easier to operate. Awesome. No, I like that a lot because in that concept that, that you've got a new zero, because even though in this bank account, it might be at zero, that doesn't mean that we're at absolute zero or that right. like everything has gone, you know, under. So I really like that. I'm, I'm writing that down too, that, that zero. Uh, you okay. have all of that, David, my gift right? to you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. No, this is great stuff. So, but I honestly, if you're listening to this, this is what it's giving you is like, it's a new floor. And if you thought your floor right now is that one big bank account where all that money's going in. And just like Matt, he's got other bank accounts now where even if the money in his OPEX or, you know, where he spends all his money, then <clears> if that goes to zero, he's not going to be at zero. So that's, I, I absolutely love that concept. Set up those sleep well at night accounts. We call them, you know, those keep accounts that those profit owners comp owners pay, make sure you're that our owners tax to make sure you're setting those up, but that's really good stuff here. And then just have a few final questions. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen you do a lot of stuff in real estate investing and be successful. What would you say are some of the habits that have contributed to your being successful in this industry? And as an entrepreneur, I would say as a real estate investor, yeah. I think uh, it, it's paid me really well not to overthink any deals before I have them in contract. Okay. This, that's been really beneficial because I've just been able to just, just you know, because so many deals that you come across, like they're not going to be deals. But if you spend too much time on those in the in front, in the advance, you're going to do a lot fewer deals. So there's that. The second thing is just, just write offers. Just put it out there, put it out there, put it out there. I think is another big thing that's contributed. I think the amount of deals that any investor does is going to be in direct proportion to the number of offers that they write. Yeah. And nothing is real. Nothing's going to happen. No money is going to come or anything is going to move until an offer is accepted. So write lots of offers. And then uh, I guess as far as your, your money sources, the other part that's been very beneficial is just always perform. You know, do what you mm-hmm. say, uh, yeah. say what you're going to do and do what you say for no other reason than you said you're going to do it, honoring your word. Yeah. And I think that right there, it makes people want to continue to do business with you. And, you know, I've had my missteps and it hasn't been a perfect thing, but you know what? I've always come back around and, and, and make good with people if it didn't go right. And I think that's been a real key to my longevity is people know that they can trust me and they know that the, I'm going to perform and I'm good for it. No, that's really good. Being able to have that trust and being able to say what you're going to do and do what you're going to say yep. and make sure that you're doing that. And then don't overthink the deals. That was a really good one as well, too. So j- there you go. There's some habits to his success. Let me ask just a couple of last questions. What advice would you give to real estate investors looking to implement profit first and adopt that methodology? Oh, I, I want to say do it ASAP. Yeah. Um, if I were to go back in hindsight, when someone says like, what's one of the first thing, first thing that you should do is like, yeah. At the very least, get get a QuickBooks thing set up, get a bookkeeper set up, just because to go back and fit fix all that stuff retroactively is very complicated, very time consuming, and very expensive. Yeah. 
Um, so that would be like the, the one thing that I, I always say bookkeeper, that's your first hire. That's the very first hire. Um, but then, you know, your bookkeeper that implements profit first, I think should be like almost simultaneous now, now that I've yeah. implemented myself. Awesome. Well, there you go. I was actually going to say, ask if you could start from scratch, what would you do differently? And it sounds like <laughs> so implement profit first. And then your answer to adopting it is like, just start now, start right now and start where Matt did start with 50 bucks going to an account, you know, like yep. once a week or something like it doesn't have to be. Sometimes people, like you said, overthink the deals. They overthink the money part too. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't overthink the money part. And That's you really will be good. totally blown away on how fast it accumulates. <laughs> That's yes. the big. That's the big surprise. Yeah, it's like where was this money going before? Exactly. <laughs> like, and it's accumulating now. It's actually there for your use for whatever you want it for. So that's that's good stuff. This is from someone who's been actively implementing it for years and seeing it work and seeing it accumulate and seeing that okay, we have we have a new four, a new zero. You know, yeah. and I I really like that. Then the last question I have here is: there any way you know, like this has been really good. I think you've given our people a lot of hope, a lot of a lot of ways why they should implement it and some of the how you are feeling along this journey. Mm-hmm. How can they provide value back to you? What are you working on? How can they connect with you? You know, oh, shout wow. it out. No one ever asked me what they could do for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That is not, what a novel idea in this day. That's a great one. Um, as you go go to the YouTube channel and just click the subscribe button and like a couple videos. Let let YouTube algorithm know that uh, you guys approve. There you go. He's got a great great YouTube channel. You're going to learn stuff. Like I said, if you get into his programs too, he was humble here and didn't tell you everything he's got going on. But like, if you get a part of his coaching, he's going to get on the phone. You're going to hear those calls. You're going to be able to learn from someone. I got to spend more time with Matt over the last month. I feel like than I've been able to for a long time and just get to know more of who Matt is. And this is the real deal. The, Matt's the real deal. Get into his world. Get into his education. There's great stuff there. Make sure to go on YouTube. It's under Epic, right? Uh, yeah, um, Epic Real Estate Investing. Epic Real Estate Investing. So that's what you would look up on YouTube. And Matt Terrio. So make sure that you go there. Give him some likes there. And then it just listen to his education. You're going to learn something. Matt Thanks for being here today. This has been awesome. I wanted to also tell you if you're listening and you've ever been in Matt's position and you relate to every dime finds its way into the business and you have nothing left over or that you're just spinning your wheels and like living deal to deal or or even if you have at some point retired like Matt did and still looking to make an impact, you can head over to simplecfo.com. We've got our trained people over there in the Profit First methodology to help you implement this system and keep more of the money that you're making. So that way, if you need someone to guide you and hold you accountable, we can help you do that, break through those obstacles and become just like Matt and say, how the heck did this accumulate so fast and so much so quickly? That's what we see over and over again. We want that for you. So that's at simplecfo.com. Remember, if you're listening, make profit a habit in your business. And then Matt, thank you so much for being on here today. You bet, David. Love you, bro. This episode of the Profit First for REI podcast is over, but there are plenty more where that came from. Are you ready to learn how David and his team can help implement the Profit First system in your business? Schedule a discovery call at simplecfo.com right now. We'll see you next time on the Profit First for REI podcast with David Richter.